0: Welcome back, everybody. This is the Blackwash Podcast, and I'm one of your hosts, Larry Sampson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a very sad thing that tends to happen far too often, and that's drunk driving. But in particular, we're going to talk about former Raiders receiver Henry Ruggs. Now, Henry Ruggs is a second-year or was a second-year receiver For the Las Vegas Raiders and just recently he was involved in a car crash where he ended up killing somebody and before we get into the details, we just want to first talk about how like some of the legal aspects of the case like, or just drunk driving in general before we delve deep into the topic. So Destiny, what's your experience as a lawyer when it comes to DUIs?
1: Um, my experience as a lawyer, well, I don't deal personally with DUIs because DUIs are very, very special. And you definitely want, if you get a DUI, I definitely recommend you retaining an attorney who specializes in DUIs. But my experience um, when I was actually still in law school, I was interning with the public defender's office and I worked with an attorney on a DUI matter. And the reason why I say you definitely want someone who knows DUIs is because there's a whole lot of science behind it. So you have to know the person that you're dealing with because every person is different when it comes to um retaining alcohol in your system i mean there's a lot of different factors that you have to take into place like what their body size is um what how fast their system goes a lot of different things and um you have to take into fact uh what they were doing during the day like how much they were eating um it's just so much different stuff and you know you're dealing with like doctors and there's also police officers in the dui unit who know all of this stuff so you definitely want someone who can go neck and neck with that but we were working on this matter with this young man who had got arrested for DUI and this case was actually like so interesting um I was in the misdemeanor unit so it's a lot of new attorneys and this attorney I love this attorney by the way his approach to this case was very interesting so he not only had alcohol in his system he also had um um drugs in his system from like you know like an illegal substance, and it was cocaine to be exact and what the argument was is that you know like alcohol and um certain drugs are counterproductive and like treat your body like opposite like ways
0: are you talking about uppers and downers yes
1: so alcohol of course would be a downer and the coke would be an upper so his approach was that since he had both of those substances in his system that he was okay to drive it was amazing it was amazing but i don't want to get into all of that it was wild and i want to say that he actually walked we were at the trial stage and this guy walked because i mean there was a whole lot of poor investigation on the police behalf but it was amazing
0: I but, just want to say for the record, we are not trying to indicate that the man walked off of a DUI charge because he used cocaine in conjunction with alcohol. Yeah. Not, in no way or shape or form are we providing legal advice or indicating that it is a good t- good idea to do cocaine with your alcohol. No, Why not for a number of reasons that weren't that.
1: And I think a ton of people are guilty of this. Is if- when you drink, like you think like, oh, I'm okay. Like, let me drive. And I mean, sure, like Uber and Lyft rides can get a little bit pricey. But the price of a DUI is so expensive. Like that $40, 50 Uber ride, just do it. Like, just do it. So basically what the breakdown is, is I know here in California, I believe it's like 0.08 is your blood alcohol consumption rate. That's the BAC. So um, it's on average, one drink is 0.02 to your BAC. So that would say um, you could have about four drinks and then you would be over the blood alcohol um, average. But I mean, of course that takes into account like how much you drink, how big you are, how fast your system is, a lot of different things like that. Um, But definitely just don't chance it. That's just what I would say. That's my experience with it. I know we all think like, oh, I'm just fine. Like I'm just going here. But like this case that's in the news right now, like the consequences can be so huge over just a poor decision. So if you drink, we all drink, just try not to do it. I mean, like I even have to remind myself sometimes because of course you feel like you're fine. And then like once you're driving you start getting a little bit fuzzy, but just don't do it.
0: I, I heard great advice. Um, I, one of my buddies, we were at a function before and he was like, hey, I'm taking you home tonight. And that was even before we started drinking. So it was not like, like I had been there inebriated or anything like that. Cause we hadn't even started drinking. And he was like, I'm taking you home tonight. And I was like, why are you taking me home? I haven't drunk anything. You know, why are you doing that? He was like, you want to be a lawyer. You're going to, the last thing you want to do is get a DUI. So he says the very fact that you're here and there's alcohol, you probably plan on drinking. And he said, he said something that was very important. You should be thinking about the ride on how you're getting home before you even go there so a lot of people say oh i i went there i was drinking too much i should get an uber he was telling me that if you're going somewhere and you know that alcohol is going to be served and there's a a pretty decent likelihood that you're going to be drink that you're going to drink uber there to begin with and then uber back and he was like plan on that while your judgment is its sharpest, and it, and then if you get there and you realize, oh, I hadn't had one drink, and I could have made it home just fine, those fifty dollars aren't going to be a life and death thing that you wasted. But what will be a life and death thing is if you chanced it, and then let's say let's say you really weren't inebriated. And you just ran into a a traffic stop, like where they were stopping every third person or they were, you know, it was just a checkpoint and you were like, you weren't swerving, you weren't doing anything. You just happened to run a checkpoint and then they smell alcohol in your breath. And even if you were going to be able to, you know, rock in a straight line and get home just fine. Now you have this DUI on your record because why? Because you exercise poor judgment. So before you even go out for the night, if you know you're gonna be drinking, have a designated driver, Uber there, plan ahead. And then that way, like I said, you're in front of it. Because one thing I will say is, a lot of the times when people do this, they don't do this with the intention of hurting somebody and certainly without the intention of killing somebody. But I say it is not an accident. The reason why I say it's not an accident is because you're making a conscious choice to drink and then operate your vehicle when the, at this point, the statistics on that are very, very clear. If you operate your car, inebriate it, you put yourself and others in harm's way. So because the data is so clear, it's no longer an accident when you go to that office party or you go to your friend's house and you have one too many drinks and then you get behind your car and then you hit somebody and then the rest of their life is impacted and the rest of your life is impacted. But we're going to move from talking about DUIs more broadly and get into DUIs within the NFL and then particularly to rucks now this isn't the first time the NFL has been kind of embroiled with this whole DUI thing now one thing I will say is that the end from my understanding and one of my buddies plays in the NFL is as a rookie you have to go to the rookie symposium and every year The incoming rookies get talked to about not drinking and driving, and they have resources that the NFL provides that will get a driver that's not even necessarily affiliated with Uber or Lyft who will come pick you up if you have um, had too much to drink. And they took, they take classes. So the NFL does its part to try to prevent people from driving under the influence. But we're all individual people, and we're all going to do our own things. Now, like I said, this isn't the first time the NFL has had these problems. A couple years back, uh, receiver Dante Stallworth got it and had a DUI where he hit a man and killed him. Now, he, for some reason, um, I don't think he spent – uh, a significant time in prison. And and it's my understanding that I think he actually returned back to playing football after this because he came to a settlement uh, with the family. And um, like I said, they generally don't disclose the figures, but they, they came to some sort of agreement. Also, just last year before the Super Bowl, Andy Reid's son, one of the, the head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, and who was a, um, his son was an assistant coach, on the uh, Kansas City Chief, prior to the Super Bowl, um, it was like a week before the Super Bowl, I believe, operated his car under the influence and severely injured a poor little girl. I mean, she was just precious. And now her whole entire life is turned around. And let me just say this before we get into the rug situation and we get your opinion on this, so often because these are the people of notoriety the attention goes to them. It's like, oh my gosh, you're so young, he ruined his life. Oh my God, he had all this going for him, and he ruined his life. In each case, the person who was impacted by the foolish decision is the person who it's really about. So in Dante Stalwart's situation, Mr. Ray is the man that he hit. He's the true victim, and he's who our thoughts and prayers should go with. That little girl who was hit by Andy Reid's son, she... Is the true victim in all this and she's who are an attention to go to and similarly with the rocks case so destiny what is your opinion about all these other cases that have happened prior to henry Rox's case
1: um i'm not familiar with all of those cases in particular but i just want to say that you know i know a ton of people that have duis on their record I don't think there's any person that doesn't know a person with a DUI. And I think that a lot of people know people who have family members or friends who have died and been a victim of a DUI car crash. So this is something that's really, really common. And I think football players or, you know, famous people get so much light from it because of just like who they are and their stardom. But I mean, this is an everyday thing. It happens, people die, and it really sucks that people have to suffer because someone wanted to make a poor decision. So that's just my take on it. And of course, I mean, before we get into like this publicized situation, I mean, it's just very disturbing because not only did you make one poor decision, you did multiple poor decisions throughout the night that, I mean, somebody could have survived and just been badly injured, but somebody had to die in such a horrific, disturbing way.
0: And here's the thing that I will say, you you hit on a point that was very, very, very important. I actually wanna go further into that point before we actually talk about the story. You said we all know somebody who has a DUI on our record. More so, we all know someone who has driven drunk, because it's not necessarily about getting caught. You know, getting caught or having this horrific uh, ending, that's the, the byproduct of the original bad decision. But how many of us know situations where people hop in the car drunk, and I mean, I'm not even talking about bus, but drunk off their fucking asses, and they get home and nothing happens, and everybody's like, oh, no worse for the wear, And maybe we say, oh, let's, let's shoot them uh, a, a text in the morning and say, hey, did you get home safely or that night? Are you good? When in actuality, what you should have said is, no, 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 bro, give me your keys. Give me your keys. I'll take you home. Don't, don't go. But a lot of us, we do the bare minimum. We just say, Oh, text me when you get home. So I know you got there safe. Well, what happens to the work that needed to be done as a friend? And not just as a friend, as a human being before that person gets in that car and says, okay, don't do that because it's one thing to say, whoo, I made it. Thank the good Lord. I got home safely. But, but the problem is, is when that happens consistently, it becomes your behavior. I can guarantee you that was not the first time that Henry Ruggs got behind the vehicle. Now I'm not saying I'm speaking from personal knowledge and that I've seen him drive drunk on more than one occasion, but I'm saying it's more likely than not That wasn't his first time driving drunk. There's probably been other times that he was driving drunk. And this was the only time it resulted in a horrific event. And some of you out there who might be listening to this have driven home on multiple occasions drunk and nothing has happened. And now you think, oh, okay. even when I'm fucked up, I can drive because I'll just figure it out. And I've even heard people say, oh, I drive better when I fucked up because now I'm more focused on the road. I'm not texting, I'm hyper focused. And people say that foolish shit and then people end up getting hurt. In fact, I got my name from my uncle who died right before I was born because he died at the hands of a drunk driver. And now that's why I'm Larry Sampson to this day. But we're not going to get into that. But let's let's jump into the story that we really came into, and that is Henry Ruggs. What is your thoughts on this situation? And tell the people who aren't familiar with the Henry Ruggs story what happened. And I'll get more into Henry Ruggs as a person.
1: Okay, so before today, I want to say I had no idea that this man existed in this world because I don't do sports. I don't know how many times I've said that on episodes of this podcast, but I don't. So I hear actually my dad was the first one to bring it to my attention. He was like, Did you hear about that stupid guy? And he the story is close to home. It happened in Vegas. He plays for the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. And I read that he was leaving Top Golf. At Top Golf, it's alleged that he had 18 shots. And he was leaving on the road at about like 4 a.m. Um, going 156 miles per hour. So me, as a logical person, if I had 18 shots, I'm not gonna be driving that fast because I feel like if you're drinking and driving, you don't wanna draw attention to yourself so that you could get pulled over, you can hit somebody. That's just like a whole bunch of poor decision-making. But anyway, <laughs> tragically, he hits this RAV4 with this young lady in there, 23 years old. Tina Tenter, and she was not able to get out of the car and burnt up in the car and died. And people that were bystanders on the street were listening to her scream. Nobody can get her out of the car. They couldn't fire extinguish it to get her out. And I was just like, what in the hell? And I mean, also, you know, um, Mr. What's his name, Ruggs? He was very young too, 22 years old um you know he's probably feeling inferior of the world I mean he's making really good money he's a football player and just the one poor decision completely changes your life and even if he walks away from this DUIs are so expensive I am sure her family's going to want to sue you if you ever decide to drive again after your license is done being suspended your insurance is going to be high as hell It's just so not worth it. And not only, I mean, are you being convicted or exposed to being convicted of a felony DUI, I mean, and two, I wanna point out that a lot of DUIs are standardly the misdemeanor. It's in California, they call it like a wobbler offense where, you know, if a DA decides that, you know, they can um, prosecute you at the higher level, which is a felony, they could do that, but they have the discretion to choose, like, which one to do, and- But if you kill
0: somebody, you will get prosecuted. Yeah,
1: that's what I was gonna say. This DUI is also enhanced because there was a homicide. So, you know, there, You can have a DUI causing great bodily injury, like the one that you talked about with the young girl whose life's completely changed. This one, there's a death, someone died. So they have to show that you're guilty of homicide. You getting behind the will was very reckless. And you know, he could be easily convicted of that.
0: No, absolutely. And, and one thing I will say, like, let me kind of put this in perspective to add just my knowledge of Henry Rupps. More generally, a lot of people think of football players as being these massive, physically imposing people. But Henry Ruggs was a, a slender type of person. So when we say 18 shots at top golf, you you might be thinking, well, you know, a big guy if he's like two fifty, maybe his body absorbed it a little bit better than you know most people. No, his body fat was probably less than like eight percent. So he's he's feeling those those shots because he's not he's not a massive guy. And like uh, Destiny pointed out earlier in the episode, your the, your weight plays. Uh, roll into how you, your body absorbs the alcohol. So he's a very slender person with not a whole lot of weight to begin with. So there's that. I also wanted to, to add that allegedly, and like I said, I can confirm that allegedly he was trying to race somebody, which if the, if the reports are correct that he was going well over 100 miles per hour that would kind of give evidence that maybe he was trying to race somebody and i would like to say that if he was in fact trying to race somebody i hope the person who he was racing is found and is also faced with some sort of you know charges for the reckless behavior that they engaged in because like i said even when you don't personally end up doing something horrific, your actions have consequences. And he helped assist in this dangerous activity, which is racing on the open road. If, if, if that's the truth. So that, that's, that's what I have to say about this. Also, the thing I want to say is it's, it's sad not only that somebody lost their life, But there's a tendency when a crime happens and when it's somebody's fault, we want that person to pay. And then on another hand, you have somebody Henry Ruggs for all intents and purposes. Everything I heard about this guy as an individual has been overwhelmingly positive. Everybody says he was a good guy. And I met him briefly in person and he seemed like a really good guy. And not just that, he was a guy who lost his best friend in high school in a motor vehicle crash. So I certainly know he understood the loss and effect that that had on his life. And I'm sure he didn't want to do that to somebody else. But when you do these things, you have to be held accountable. And it becomes a situation where on one hand, because right now I'm, it's my understanding that he could face anywhere from like two to like 40 something years. And it's my understanding that wherever he falls on that, on that system, let's say it's 40 years. Let's say they give him 40 years, right? Well- I don't think
1: the maximum was 20 years. I
0: Actually, I think I saw it different in two places. I think I, I heard 20 on one and 40 on the other. Let's go with 20 because that's something that I've seen. So let's say it's 20 years, right? He's 22, he doesn't get out until he's 40. Somebody might be like, well, wow, that, that kind of sucks for somebody who didn't have a malicious intent to do something. But when you look at it in comparison to the life sentence that that young lady's family got, it it seems like an easy price to pay. And it's-
1: Yeah, go ahead, I just wanna add too, but I, I don't, me specifically looking at everything and listening to everything that you say, especially if he did not have a record, I don't see him serving the maximum amount because there's a lot of mitigating circumstances. So, but I mean, okay, he is exposed to that. But
0: here's the thing, I think the problem that he has the problem that's really gonna, that's really gonna, there's two things that are really gonna do a man. One, I think more likely than not, somebody's gonna be wanting to make an example of him. Because every 52 minutes, I believe two people die of being in a car crash. And what if there's not a better opportunity for, for somebody to look up there and say, look it. This person was at the prime of his life, making millions of dollars, and now he's spending 20 years in prison for getting behind the wheel and killing somebody. You shouldn't do that. So on one hand, there's the example. So that's why I think it might be a little bit more severe than you think, even though that's not supposed to play a factor, it might. But also, more importantly, the excessive speed I think is what really is going to do that. I don't even know if the loaded firearm that he had in the vehicle is going to play a particularly important Oh, I mean, play. I didn't
1: even hear about that. Especially with license, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah. I definitely think it was the speed. And that is likely what got him cut from the team. Because that is just...
0: Yeah, because because I- because the, the right, and this is why I said I think he's going to get a severe penalty, is because... As much as we don't want to say it's justifiable, and it's certainly not justifiable, I think, a lot, I think a lot of people can relate to going out on a date, having too many drinks, getting in your car, driving home. And if you accidentally killed somebody, although people are going to want to hold you accountable, they're going to see, wow, that was just kind of a, a tragic situation that, that just kind of sucked. But for somebody to be going at over 120 miles per hour, People are gonna look at that and say that's somebody who thinks that they're above the law. That's somebody who doesn't give a fuck about other people's lives, and that's make an example out of him. And I think if it wasn't for the excessive speed, he might have a chance of not being dealt with harshly. But you, you, you have, like I said, you have an opportunity on on the people who are in the camp of. know being strict and tough on crime to make an example and you have an excessive speed and you also got to understand that whether or not you want to believe it a lot of these prosecutors when they run for these positions they don't want to look soft on crime and if somebody thinks that he got some sort of sweetheart deal because he's a a raiders receiver or a former raiders receiver that, that prosecutor is going to be looked at kind of funky by the, by the public because they're going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa! how did this guy get such a light sentence when he killed somebody and he was driving over 120 miles an hour? It's going to, especially if they have sets of facts in other cases where somebody got a harsher sentence that was ultimately dolled out to Henry Ruggs, that prosecutor is really going to come under some fire. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on, I be, I believe, I don't know if it's Wolfson. I don't want to mistake who the prosecutor is on the case, but there's going to be a lot of pressure on that person to say, okay, don't be overly lenient. Do, do, do what you need to do. Treat Show him that nobody is above the law. And when I say that, what does that mean? Make an example out of him.
1: That's just really unfortunate. Like I love to see young black men just out here doing it and he was just getting started and it's so unfortunate and then too I very 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 wholeheartedly sympathize with this young woman's family like who even knows what she was doing like this was in Vegas she could have been getting off of work to die like that can you imagine being stuck in your car not being able to open the door because it's so damaged and the car burning up.
0: And not just that, I, and, I, and I definitely don't want to skate over this. I don't even think we've really mentioned the girlfriend was, who was in the car. And she's... I. She
1: chose to be in there with him. I'm talking about this girl who no, had no... No,
0: don't, don't get me death. wrong. That's the true victim in all of this. But I want to talk about the role the girlfriend played because I want to say something else. It speaks to... And like I said, I don't want to, I wasn't there, so I'm not going to say this is what she did. But if you're in a car with somebody and they're driving recklessly like that and you allow that to happen, shame on you too. Shame on you for sitting in the car and allowing somebody to drive like that where they can risk everybody's child on the road. Shame on you for that. And if she wasn't doing that, and she was like, Henry, slow down, Henry, slow down. Even more shame on Henry for deciding he's just gonna do whatever he wants and that he's above the law. So I feel like the role in which she played in this case definitely, I would like to see what it comes when it comes to light, but I think that's very important because it speaks to the point we talked about earlier, where people need to hold their friends and their you know their significance, others accountable when they're driving vehicles. Driving a vehicle is not a game. Yeah. I, I right now I I'm interning at a um, uh, personal injury law firm. I see the pictures of these crashes. I see mangled bodies. I'm telling you, this is not a game. I see kid, prime of his life, about to be a valedictorian. He, he's on his way to go to be a college athlete, and prime of his life, paralyzed, chest down, paralyzed.
1: I just told you guys about my car accident. I Think, still have so much trauma being in a car. like it's definitely not a game.
0: yeah, thinking about suicide every day thinking about suicide, thinking about the burden he is on his mom and why because people aren't driving responsibly so it's it's a it's a huge thing, and like i said i'm I'm glad we took the time to talk about this case, and like I said, it's really about focusing on the true victims. And let's make something positive out of this story. And the one positive that we can get from this story is if people see this story and take it as a wake up call, to not drive recklessly on the road, to take the right precautions to make sure that they are doing everything in their power to operate vehicles safely. And if that means not operating one at all, then that's what you need to do. Any final thoughts, Destiny?
1: No, I agree with that 100%. I think we all need to do our part to help save lives and definitely take the advice that you said earlier. If we are intended on drinking, make sure that we have plans on what we do afterwards. But that's all I have to say either. It's a very sad situation. Our thoughts and prayers are definitely with this young woman and her family. And I mean, also his family too. I mean, it's very unfortunate.
0: And, unfortunate. and I, like I said, I hate to make transitions like this and very sad stories. But we're going to get to your picks of the week. And ironically, it's for football. And like I said, it breaks my heart to get into the picks. But we're going to do that. This week, I like the under in the Army Air Force game. I like Houston minus 12 and a half. I like Tennessee plus three. I like Texas first half plus three. I like New Mexico against my alma mater minus one. But certainly do not take them first half. I like Utah first half minus five, and I like Arizona State first half minus four. I also like, unfortunately, the Raiders minus two and a half. I like the Chargers first half minus two, and I like the Patriots minus two and a half. Good luck out there betting. Go out there and win you some money, and may you all be blessed, drive safely, and make good decisions. We're out.
1: All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson.
0: I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.